You're listening to a podcast from the Finnish Football Show. This is the Finnish Football Show. I'm Mark Wiltshire, joined again by Keke Muleri. Hi, Keke. Terve, terve. Um, and we're back. We're going to review the two most recent games for the uh, the women's national team. The as the Helmerit steamed over Croatia twice, home and away. Um, a dominant home victory, and we'll take a look at the the match stats in a minute. And uh, Followed up by an equally dominant away performance. So all of which leaves Finland on the cusp of winning Group B2 and progressing into League A for the Euro 25 qualifiers. Because this is how they've, they've lined up the uh, the different competitions for the for the women's games. Um, we'll also have a look at the, the Veikhaus Liga playoffs uh, for the final Europa Conference place. That's now complete. VPS Vaza surprised absolutely no one by winning their two games against Honka and securing their their return to European action in 2024. Um, we'll also throw forward to Hojiko Helsinki in the Europa Conference this year. And uh, no sooner, Keke, is the uh, season ended than the managerial merry-go-round cranks into gear again. Mm-hmm. Yes, mate. So yeah. we'll, have a, we'll have a look at that and... Uh, I've got a little bit of music to play down there as well, so we'll uh, we'll talk about that a bit later. Um, nice. Before we get started, just wanted to give a couple of shout-outs. First of all, to Seth Bolt in our Facebook group, because he's, I don't know, he's been posting a few comments and questions lately and trying to get the conversation going, which is great. So thanks, Seth Bolt. And anyone else who's in the, the Facebook group, you know, when we post stuff, Make a comment, keep it friendly, but make a comment, and yeah. and uh, or, or ask questions, or more to the point, if we ask questions, answer them. That would be helpful. Um, we also had someone Keke donate us a beer. Yeah, we did on the uh, buy me a coffee app. We got a notification, a few beers came in, um, but yeah, it said donator decided to keep their their identity anonymous, so. Anonymous beer donation guy, girl, thank you very much. Well, more to the point. Cheers. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> and also, this is this is a little bit special. I, I wanted to mention um, the uh, Tessa Pertula who went to Pivacotti and and like primary school with my with my daughter Evie uh, was just called up to the Helmerit under 18s squad which is amazing uh, congratulations Tessa it's been many years since I've driven you around to art classes and other other hobbies with your little gang of girls but and I haven't followed your career closely but I reckon we'll have to keep an eye on her progress now Keke indeed yeah after after all those dad taxis she owes you a couple of tickets I think and she makes it to the A national team. So, well, well, World Cup final tickets, World Cup final tickets. That'd be lovely. Yeah, thanks very much. I think you're right. Who knew dad cabs could, could was such a long term investment? Indeed. <laughs> All right, enough of enough of that. If you didn't get your name shouted out this time, then do something to attract our attention, and we'll we'll give you a shout next time. Um, but I think Keke, the referee's ready. And if you're ready, let's let's crack on with the the Women's Nations League 2024-2023 campaign. I've been getting all my years mixed up lately. I've been I've been writing that we're coming to the end of 23 and going into 25. I don't know, my, I don't know where my head's at. Um, but this was the doubleheader against uh, Croatia for the for the Helmerit. And the home game uh saw Finland uh win 3 0 uh, against Croatia uh, and this was the 50th anniversary match and it was quite nice to see for the national anthems that the the current team was joined by a lot of the players from that 1973 team uh, and then they all sang happy birthday 
<laughs> to them to themselves, <laughs> which was yeah. but it was it was nice. And I I saw that also it was about fifty years since the first England women's international as well, and there was a bit of noise and a bit of uh, a bit of talk about about that as well at the same time. No, it was a really good touch. It was nice to see the um, the more mature ladies join join the, the current crop out on the pitch. And um, yeah, I, I just felt a bit sorry from that. I had to, I had to kneel or squat down for the national anthem. That's so, true. Yeah, yeah. One, it should have been the one, younger one ones them, getting on their knees. Exactly. One or two <laughs> of them struggled to get up again afterwards. They, they are, they're, they're neat. They're, all those knees and injuries on those dodgy pitches they played over the years must have yeah. been taking their toll. But no, um, seriously, it was a, it was a really great touch, and you, you could see the um, the emotion in everybody's faces really. And it was it was so great that there were so many fans in the Bolt Arena to uh, to witness that, mate. Yeah, and and the, what they witnessed was just a just a very dominant Finland performance. Um, Keke, do you want to talk about the the team first of all? Have you got the team listing there in front of you? Yeah, mate, certainly have. So, um, yeah, it was a it was a, a pretty pretty you know predictable lineup. I would have guessed. We started off with Tini Tini Rika Korpela in goals. Um, Emma Koivisto, Natalia Kuika, um, Eva Nustrom, and Eli Pikuyamsa at the back. And then into midfield, we had Emmy Allanen, Evelina Summanen, Ria Erling, um, Hartigainen, who was a bit of a, a bit of a surprising, well, I say surprise inclusion, but yeah, uh, the only one who you sort of went, oh, you know, Salorantas changed it up a bit there. Um, and then up front, Linda Selstrom and Jutta Rantala. Yeah, and I think the the Artigainen's name won't be a surprise in the future. From what I saw no. in that game, she had uh, she she had a really a really good game. Um, I, I said a couple of times about how dominant it was, and I've put in the in the blog post um, a few kind of um, images that I've that I've uh, liberated from the UEFA website that I keep banging on about but it's very it's very handy it's very easy to navigate all the different UEFA um competitions and and when they lay out the results in the, all the different competitions they're all done in the same way so you get familiar with it um yeah and that, that's and, enough nice things we're going to say about you <laughs> yeah but I, I've said it in several competitions and one or, one or other of you always boos me down but but I, yeah. it's very helpful to me in in this job of, of Indeed, wobbling together this show, um, but just just looking at, at some of the um, some of the stats, Finland had for for everything that I say about Finland, Croatia scored zero. So <laughs> total attempts sixteen, uh, attempts on target eight, attempts off target eight, um, at three goals and and corners the corners taken twelve. Like it was it was just incredible, and uh, you know yeah. The one, the one stat you don't get is uh, possession. Uh, I, I don't know why. Maybe it's just a little, little more detail than, than the system is able to generate at the moment. But you know, you would imagine that it was very high, in up in the seventies. Sure, uh, surely. Um, do you want to do you want to talk us through the um, through the goals, Kiki? Yeah, I mean, you've obviously said that it was a it was a dominant performance by Finland and and it was you know the um the three nil victory fantastic result um I think when when that first goal went in after just five minutes we thought that the the floodgates may well open but Croatia I think did go there to sit in their low block to make it difficult for for Helmer and and basically yeah, damage limitation. I think for them was the order of the day. Yeah, they but, didn't um, exactly park the bus, but they they certainly didn't get it out of first gear. I would say. No, that's right. That's right. So, um, I mean, yeah, fifth or sixth minute, I think it was um, Natalia Kuika sent a, a brilliant cross ball into the penalty area, and yeah, first first to get to it was Linda Selstrom, who scored a unprecedented fifty seventh national team goal. I mean, um, yeah, brilliant. Great, great goal. Lovely, as I said, lovely cross ball by Natalia Kuika. And um, and yeah, we, at, at that point, I mean, there's two ways of looking at it. First of all, thought, you know, oh, well, we've broken their defence, so, you know, so early into the game, this could be a, a cricket score. Um, but the other way of looking at it is, it, 
it, it was great that we managed to get that early goal because I think the, the Croatia defence may have proved to be, or we may have got frustrated if we hadn't have hadn't have got that that goal, you know, because they after that we did have further chances, but they 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 proved to be quite resilient. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 as we just said, there were loads loads of chances. If you if you spread mm. sixteen chances out through through ninety minutes, that's that's like one every every yeah. five minutes or so, isn't it? And uh, I, I made a note in the first twenty minutes that Finland was so dominating possession. It was almost like watching an ice hockey power play where one team just keeps the ball <laughs> moving side to side yeah. and having and yeah. having shots. It was it was almost a bit unfair. And for all of the teams that I've followed through my life, it felt nice to sometimes be in that position <laughs> rather, yeah. rather than on the other end of it. Yeah. Um, I mean it was they like you say, mate, they um they did, and they, it, it was it wasn't just one dimensional. Uh, Helmerich tried lots of there was there was crosses, there was cross field balls that created that first goal coming in. There was there was long shots from from outside the box. Um, as I said, crosses from the wings. They tried to use the wings. So yeah, they they were they were sort of peppering the um, peppering the Croatia box and 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 the goalkeeper and the defence there. But um, but yeah, they went in at half time, still at, still at one 0 I mean. There was um, there was a couple of couple of chances. Eli Pukuyamsa in particular found Emmy Allenin, who um, who had a who, who made a little run and and um, yeah really thought she was going to score, but it, the, the ball fell into the goalkeeper's hands. Um, Basic, I think her name is. So uh, yeah, she managed to make that save. Um, the keeper did did quite well actually. Yudarantala mm. had a left-footed shot from I think it was around. Yeah, 20, 25 yards out. Um, looked like it was going into the bottom right-hand corner, but yeah, keeper managed to uh, turn it around a post for a, for a corner. Yeah, and there was also a, a before the the second goal went in, there was a lovely curling shot from Hartikainen, and she was busy all game, and not, and not just busy headless chicken, but busy, skillful, and effective with it, and. There was one one chance she had in the fifty seventh minute where she was on the left. She cut in just into the corner of the box and and sort of a sort of curling chip of a shot that bounced off the top of the bar and you could see on her face that she thought that was in. I thought that was in. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just didn't quite. Seven thousand people in the ground thought it was in. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But that was then on the sixty fifth minute came the second goal and for all those shots and chances. Um, it was a it, it was the old Omamali, the own goal, um, yeah. across a from Colonen on the left, evaded all of her teammates and a, and a defender, actually way past the back post and quite a way out from goal, managed to get her leg in such a position that he bounced off her knee and went back in just inside the inside the far post for uh, for two nil. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it was Hartikainen, Andy Hartikainen came off for. Um... Heidi Collin in, I believe, yeah. and yeah, it didn't didn't take her long to get involved, swing that swing that ball in, and and yeah, it made its way into the into the Croatian net, courtesy of our old friend Omar Mali. So yeah, uh, exactly. so yeah, nice uh, nice nice bit of play. There. I mean, um, just uh, just rewinding a touch, just uh, I think it was still in the first half, just before the break. Um, Bria Erling, who had been been linking up well, playing some lovely one twos. Uh, received a yellow card, which I believe ruled her out of the um, of the away game. So that was a bit of a shame to see her pick that up, but you know that's the way it works. Yeah, it's possible that there may have been. Well, there there were a lot of changes in the team, so she could well have been rotated out had she not been suspended. I I suppose. Uh, towards the end of the game, I I wrote here sixty five to seventy five minutes. There's so much Finland pressure. I'm losing track of all the half chances, and my my fingers don't work as quick as their as their feet work on the pitch. And or the predictive text and the the names that the that my my phone doesn't recognise. It's uh, it's hard work. So <laughs> trying to keep track. Um, but it was it was right at the right at the end that Finland got its uh, got the third the third goal from uh, Sani Franci. Talk talk us through that. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think it was, um, I think it was, yeah, right, as you say, right at the end, into into stoppage time even. Um, Sunny Franci came on to replace Jukarantala. Um, and yeah, Evelina Sumalen 
played an absolutely wonderful through pass. Um, Francie managed to finish it, and it, and it was 3-0. Um, she sort of wheeled away with delight on her face, customary celebration, and uh, and everyone got sent home into the night happy. And I think, you know, especially when you consider Croatia's tactic of that of that low block, I think 3-0 is, uh, is a fantastic, fantastic return, to be honest, mate, to be able to breach that defence. And obviously, I mentioned their keeper made a couple of saves to... Um, to breach that defence and come away with a, a 3 0 win, I think is uh, is a really really great result. You you've touched on the stats; it was a total domination, and um, and yeah, it was uh, it was a fantastic way to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Helmut. And then we we moved on to um, the well the reverse fixture a few days Indeed. later in in Sibenik in Croatia. And, I mean, it was kind of similar story again, wasn't it? Although, in this game, Croatia actually had a shot. Yeah, yeah. And and therefore, and therefore, Finland, uh, Finland had to make a save. Um, yeah. But again, maybe we, again, we should start with the with the starting lineup because, as I said, there were quite a lot of changes there. There were, there were. So. Um... We we went with Anna Taminen in goal. Um, just a uh, just a, a quick word on Anna Taminen. I mean, we mentioned her in the previous show and said she'd had that absolutely outstanding run of, of clean sheets for her club side Hammerby in uh, in the dull all all Svenskan. And I know, like, it must be. I don't know if I can't speak for Anna Taminen. I, I was going to say frustrating, but um, I, obviously I can't put words in her mouth. But when you've got a legend like. Timmy Corpella, you know, captain, been in the game for so long, a, a legend of Finnish women's football. When she's there in in your position in front of you, playing to the high standard that she does all the time, you, I'm just assuming that Anna sits there thinking, "Crikey, you know, when when's this chance coming along?" But thankfully, she did get a chance, and um, and yeah, she proved to uh, prove prove proved to be well deserved. So, and she's getting yeah, a couple Anna, of, had a couple of games in this. Competition because I think in the in the previous yeah. two games, uh, Corpella started the first game and then Tamman in the seconds, and that seems to be a, a recurring thing. I wouldn't be surprised to see it in the later games as well. Indeed, indeed. I mean, it's just we've we've had a across you know across men and women we've and throughout history we've had a plethora of decent keepers. So it's a nice tradition to continue. Mm. And yeah, it's just it's just great to see Anna Tamman getting the the recognition for her. Her hard work in in Hamabu there. So that was she started the game, and then we had um, Piku Yamsa, uh, Tunila, Kuika, and Koivisto making up the defence. I believe that was um, was that Tunila's uh, competitive debut. I think she's played played for the national team before, but this was her her competitive debut, if I'm not mistaken. And then in midfield we had Heidi Kolanen, uh, Evelina Sumanen, Emi Allanen, and Olga Attinen. And up front, we had Una Sevenius and goal scorer from the previous fixture, Sonny Francis. Yeah, and I think if we didn't say it before, the, the third goal uh, in the in the previous game was set up by a lovely uh, sort of slide rule pass through the defence from Evelina Summonen. And yeah. she kind of carried on, started this game where she left off on the, on the previous game, didn't she? Because... Um, the two the two goals in the two 0 victory both came from Summonen early early in the game. Um, the the first one in the in the first five minutes it was uh, well the the goalkeeper won't be happy with this. It was a deep cross from the left to the back post. Uh, Emma Koivisto um, played the ball into the six yard box and the keeper kind of fumbled it really. And Evelina Summonen was there just to poke it home from a couple of couple of meters for another another early early goal and that, another one to just settle the nerves yeah i mean again opened the scoring early like you said settled the nerves down cross came in from Heidi Collin in uh, to the back post Emma Koivisto nodded it down and someone in yeah keeper couldn't couldn't hold on to it someone in poked it home and um yeah brilliant as i said i've, I've said before she's um she's been playing really really well in spurs and um, yeah, just continued that fantastic form into into the national team, and it was um, yeah great to get that early goal chalked up onto the board, and 
and yeah, especially away from home, I think we have to say that Croatia's tactics seemed similar. They'd obviously been stung a little bit in Helsinki and um, wanted to wanted to limit the chances. But yeah, to get that early goal again after just five minutes was was fantastic start, mate. Yeah, and that Spurs combo linked up again just seven minutes later in the twelfth minute. There was a a free kick for Finland right by the left-hand corner flag as as Finland are attacking. And uh, Artinen crossed the ball into the six-yard box. Summonen's there again, makes a bit of space yep. for herself, and then is basically unmarked to head the ball head the ball home, 2-0, 12 minutes. Away we go. Yeah, I mean, Olga Artinen, obviously, has been in Spurs this season as well. I've, I've seen them live, the pair of them linking up together. And it's just, uh, it's they, they seem to be on a on a wavelength where they they know what each other's going to do and where they're going to be, and obviously that was to the advantage of the of the Finland national team in this in this instance. Like, yeah, fantastic, fantastic free kick, and yeah, Sumanen scores. Um, again, just just twelve minutes on the clock, and and you are thinking, okay, what can we go on and do here? But it, because of those early, I mean, Croatia did have to come out of it after that. They um, sort of, I don't know if the if the the damage limitation went sort of out the window. They did, they did slay, play, sorry, slightly more courageously than they had done previously. Um, but yeah, we 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 had we managed to soak it up. The defense, the defense were were comfortable. I don't think Anatamenen had too many scary moments. And um, and yeah, we we also had chances to extend our lead. But you know, two 0 away from home, I think anyone would have taken that before the uh, before the start. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I didn't see <clears throat> all of this game. But when I looked at the highlights video, it was a bit shorter than normal. Normally, it's about eight to ten minutes. And this one was only five minutes. And they showed no highlights between the 52nd and the 85th minute. So either either someone's made a mistake with the editing or there wasn't that much going on noteworthy. Um, but then when you look at those stats again, like in this game, Finland had... 14 attempts on goal, six on target, six off. So clearly they were still creating throughout the throughout the game. Um yeah, but I it... mean Una, sorry, mate, I was no, just no, gonna go say, yeah. Una Savanius, she had a, a couple of shots. Um, one that just flipped over the bar, I think. Um Annie Hartikainen came on in this game. Um, yeah, she replaced Heidi Collin in and had a had a couple of uh, couple of chances. But yeah, it was um, yeah, it was it was we 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 looked as though we were going to go on and and maybe maybe equal that three 0 victory. But as it um as it transpired, it was uh, it stayed at two 0 And yeah, good good that Eve got those those early goals for us. So I think she had another go with a, a free kick around sixty what was it sixty five or seventy minutes. Eve got a free kick. Um, yeah, she again shot just over when the the hat trick was beckoning, mate. But um, so that was a little bit unfortunate. But yeah, all, all in all, cracking day at the office. Yeah, absolutely. And it was the eighty sixth. We have to mention the Croatia chance. Come on, eighty six minutes. <laughs> they had a free kick on the left, high into the box, and it was sort of headed headed goalwards, but easily held by Anna Taminen. And that was Croatia's first attempt on goal in three hours of football against Finland. There you go. Um, and I think it's uh, over the years as we've tried to cover the the, the Helmerit team more and more. We, we've said this in the preview as well. Some of these names, the more you talk about them, the more you start to notice which of those names are really important in that team. Mm. And we've had a couple of retirements in recent years and others are coming through. And now these new players like... Um, like oh, and now now Savenius, my mind's gone blank. Hard uh, to yeah, yeah uh, hard to go in and Savenius. I was thinking of the Siren um, sisters Twins, yep. as well, for example. Um, just to just to name a few, and and in no particular order. So it's looking it's looking positive, and and looking at the group B two table, um, Finland at the top, four wins in four games, ten goals scored, none conceded. 12 points, laughing. Happy guys. Um, yeah, ab absolutely. And the final two fixtures are Romania at home and then Slovakia 
away. And I think if we if we beat Romania, who are bottom with one one point from four games, then we can't be caught by Slovakia anyway. And when we played them in Finland, we won four 0 So I don't, I don't really feel like there's too much to be worried about. Mm. And we we explained before that that the UEFA has kind of aligned the qualifying campaigns for um, the Euros with the Nations League. So I think that Finland. Now I don't I don't know if this is going to be helpful i haven't thought through the ramifications of this but in theory finland will get promoted into league a um but then that goes into qualifying for the Euros. so i guess they're gonna be playing tougher teams in the attempt to qualify for the euros i don't i don't know if i've quite understood exactly the pluses we need, and we, minuses. We need a large, a large dose of Rich Nelson. To, uh, <laughs> we definitely do. To explain, we definitely do. Rich, where are you? Yeah. Did, did, did nobody we, think we, to send we, him the the link for this for this uh, meeting? <laughs> 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 um, but anyway, I think I think it's perfectly acceptable for us to sound confused and for the listener to realise it's not just them that we are figuring That's this it. out as we go along as well. Um, uh, so and Rich Nelson will be back soon. With it, well, I, I do, I do hope so. With some, with some facts and some stats, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the the final the final two games for Finland are uh, on November the thirtieth. Um, yep. That's the Romania. home game against Romania, and then a few days later on the oh, actually a week a week later is that right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. A week a week later uh, on the fifth of December away to Slovakia. So we'll we'll see how things are after those games. In yeah. the in the so if you look wherever you're watching or listening to this, just below there's a, a link to the blog post and in there there are links to the highlights for both of those games on on YouTube. So go in, have a scroll down. There's all kinds of graphics and pictures that I've as I said I've pinched from the UEFA website, but you know, it's all marketing for them, so they don't care. Indeed. Um, okay, let's move on and just look at the end of the Vekas Liga uh, because we were talking about this Eurolopu Tornaus, the uh, the Europa mm. Conference playoff, and there's a situation where there were two uh, two quarterfinals, one semi final, and then a two legged final, which doesn't sound like it makes sense, but it actually does. Um, yeah. So the two the two semifinals saw um, Inter and Honka draw nil nil, but then uh, Honka won on penalties, and also saw Asiko and Olu draw two two, and Olu won on penalties, and yep. that set up a, a kind of semi the semi one semi final between Honka and Olu. The winner of which would play in the final against yeah. Vaza. Um, and that semi-final saw Honka win 5-0 against Olu. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, that was quite something to see that to see that result. Um but then this two-legged final, Wednesday, the the first of November, Honka nil, Vaza won, um, in front of 954 people, and then a few days later, in Vaza, the score was also 1-0. Vaza won Honka nil, so they win uh, 2-0 on aggregate in front of 2,700 supporters. So Excellent. quite a big difference in, in crowds there, for sure. Um, and that, and that kind of, basically, the, the point of that, I mean, I've seen a couple of people griping about this on, on Twitter, because I refuse to call it X. It's always Twitter. Ah. And then it's always Twitter and there'll always be tweets. Um, yeah. Someone tweeted on Twitter uh, that, oh, <laughs> this, this this playoff thing is pointless and Vaza rightfully belong in Europe and they should go straight through there. And I, I do think that they deserve their place there. It wasn't... The way they performed at the end of the season was just stunning. And we've... we've Phenomenal, yeah. Yeah, we, we, I think we've given them all due credit uh <laughs> it on this show um but 
having this this playoff thing kept everything alive until the end of the season as well. So I don't know. I've, I've mixed mixed feelings about it because you know otherwise it, it's all over and it's over a lot earlier and there's not much to play for for many of many of the I, teams. I thought it was quite exciting. You know, mm. like um, I do. I do understand um, Vepsil fans bemoaning that the, the, the fact that they they could have got bombed out and somebody else could have taken their their spot in in Europe. But I don't think any of us, as well as Honka did against Arsenal in the semi final, I don't think any of any of us would have even knew Mark through gritted teeth would have bet against BPS. Um, so um, no. so yeah, and 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 just for the um, for the, the outsider or for the, the the voyeur, it just made it just made the whole thing a lot more a lot more interesting, and it mm. was it was great. I mean, I for one, I'm really I'm really pleased that that Vepsil managed to get that two 0 aggregate win, and um, especially with a second leg in front of their their home fans and and qualify for Europe. But yeah, the whole process of the uh, the quarterfinals, that single semi final, and then the final was was yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Um... And it and it had uh, all of that had an effect on the on the top scorers in the Vakehouse Liga as well. It got quite tight right at the top in the end, but it finished with uh, Radulovic of Hoyikor with eighteen goals in twenty four games, which is quite impressive, really. Rate of returns, rate of return. Um, second was uh, Peter Peter Michael from Verpeas with seventeen goals in. 28 games and I think it's probably 17 goals in in the final 15 games or something of the season wasn't it it was it was incredible <laughs> performance um Ashley Coffey from Oulu 13 in 25 games in third place and Jaime Moreno from Asico with 11 in 26 uh, in fourth place um and a, a few others on nine and nine and eight but I think they're the they're the top four that all got into Double figures and and worth worth mentioning, as well. Yeah. Um. Let's let's move on to Hoyik or Helsinki in the Europa Conference and just uh, do you have their um, detail the the details of their fixtures and scores and stuff in front of you? Okay, okay. Let's have a look. Yeah. Maybe you can take us through how they've done recently, who they've got coming up, and then sure. we'll, he we'll hear from one Ali Manson, who, who again, has sent us a voice note, which is good. We get to hear his dulcet tones. Um, I mean, um, yeah, they... they so, Hoye Kord, they... Um, after that really, really fantastic performance that I think we've mentioned already away to uh, to Aberdeen, where they got, they got a 1-1 a draw, which was honestly... a, a a really, really good European performance. They went to um, they went to Frankfurt and got a bit of a bit of a schooling. They um, it was on the end of a six nil six nil reverse there. So yeah, that one was a bit of a shock to the system. And um, this Thursday they they host Frankfurt at home in in Helsinki. So yeah, I don't know what the um, what the Mercury is doing over there, but maybe if the yeah if the if the weather gets to uh, gets to the Germans. I mean, I don't know what if that'll play a play a part at all. But do, do you know to... what here here in Seniok it's it, it's been down as, as low as sort of minus eight last week. Mm. But today it was up to plus six. It's it's there you go. The, the ground is the ground is a bit frozen and there's there's lumps of snow and ice around, but it's it's not that cold. So they might even lose that advantage. Obviously though they, they won't want to be on the end of another Tonkin so whether we see a Croatia-style low-block damage limitation-type tactic from Hoyikor, who knows? But um, but yeah, they they definitely will want to try and better that six-nil reverse. Uh, and then yeah, Thursday the thirtieth of November they host Aberdeen, so that's the um, the upcoming fixtures for them. And then the final game of the group is uh, way off in December, December the fourteenth, which is when. Um, or you call go to Palk. Yes. Okay. Let's let's hear from Ali, who who sent sent his thoughts in earlier. Um, Ali, how are how are people feeling about this upcoming game against Frankfurt? 
I have to admit, confidence is probably not going to be that high amongst the team following a 6-0 thrashing uh, about 10 days ago now in Frankfurt. Um, But I think these are the sort of games that Hoyekor or any Finnish team for that matter, they want to be in Europe for. Uh, Frankfurt are a huge team. They won the Europa League back in 2002. uh, No, 2022, sorry. I, I needed an extra two there. Uh, and they're a very good team. They played Union Berlin at the weekend and won 3-0, uh, with in particular Marmouche getting two goals. He's definitely a player to watch. Uh, so that was definitely a comfortable win for Frankfurt uh, at the weekend, although I think everyone's beating Union Berlin at the moment. That said, Frankfurt are playing very well this season. And uh, as I mentioned previously, dispatched Hoyakor the other week uh, quite comfortably. So it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be hard. Uh, Hoyakor have obviously had a few weeks rest after the end of the Bakehouse Liga season. That could uh, help. It it could mean that the players are, are well rested. It could also mean that maybe they're lacking a little bit of match sharpness. Uh, but ultimately, I think it's going to be a really fantastic occasion. Uh, I'll be there. Uh, on Thursday night. Really looking forward to it. Uh, I know Frankfurt will be bringing a lot of fans over from Germany, so I think the atmosphere is going to be great. Uh, I'm sure the uh, the Hoyakor, um supporters are going to be right up for it. It's a sellout uh, on Thursday. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking for a bit of fight from Hoyakor. Um I'm not expecting uh, a, a particularly positive result because there are levels in Europe, and I think we all know that the Bundesliga is uh, certainly one of the strongest. Uh, it's also the highest scoring league in Europe this season and has been for many seasons. So I think trying to stop Frankfurt scoring is going to be a monumental task. Um, but yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, come on, Hoya Core. Okay, thanks, Ali. Um, <laughs> Good luck on Thursday. Enjoy the game. But Europa Conference Group G, the table currently sits with Pauk at the top, three wins in three, um, goal difference of plus three. Um, Then in second place, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, six points from three games, (laughs) goal difference of plus six. So that all came came from the Hoyukor game the other day. Um, Third place is Aberdeen, one point from three. Uh, goal difference minus two, and then Hoyiko at the bottom with one point from three games and a minus seven goal difference. So they they have been a bit leaky. They let in two goals in both of their first two games. Oh, sorry. They let in three against Pauk and one against Aberdeen, mm. uh, and then the six against Hoyiko. So certainly some tightening up. And it seems like they were playing with with kind of three central defenders, some experience in there, plus the wing-backs. So... I didn't see the game. I don't know what went wrong. Um, it'd be interesting to see if how they how things change in this in this home fixture. Yeah, I mean, um, it's going to be tough, whichever way you look at it. I think it's going to be it's going to be. I mean, you're talking about an Eintracht Frankfurt side who lifted the last was it last last season season before's Europa League trophy. You know, um, beat beat Rangers in the final, um, beat West Ham in the semi final. Um, yeah, went on to to lift that trophy. So, Eintracht a a, a, a decent side. I mean, Hoyukor can take heart from the the away game in Aberdeen. They need to host Aberdeen in Helsinki. They'll be looking at that fixture, targeting that fixture. I'm sure for for three points. But yeah, to sort of make any movement out of this group, I think it might just be beyond them a little bit from for this season. But but yeah, if they can if they can get get a win at home against Aberdeen and and you know go to go to Pauk and see what happens there. I mean that Pauk's full. What is it? Three wins from three mm, games in this. Right. I, I suppose you're holding much hope there either. But um, as Ali yeah, Ali, as Ali say, said, there are there are levels within European football, and mm. you know Hoyukor and Frankfurt are on different levels. But then when you look at that table and you think. There are, <laughs> we just had these playoffs that Vaza won, 
to get into the European Conference next year. And, and they go in yeah. early and they would have several qualifying rounds. But they finished well behind Hoyikor this year. And Hoyikor are currently sitting there rock bottom of the table. Yeah. It shows quite how far the other the other Vakehouse Liga teams would have to overperform to get anywhere in this in this group stage. I know being in the group stage matters and and you know picking up points and scoring goals literally Price earns money. money. Points make prizes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it, it does show quite how how far the next step is into that into that group stage. Even in you know the I mean? conference competition. I mean, our friend, friend of the show, Akiri Hilati, who's involved with UEFA and the um, and the, the running of the game, and always has a has an eye out for the smaller nations because of his his um, yeah his allegiance to Finland. I suppose he he was a, a champion of this of this um, Europa Conference League. He was really up for it and saying it gives um, the clubs from the so-called smaller nations the chance to qualify for a group stage of a European competition. But yeah, when you've got, I mean, as I said, Eintracht Frankfurt won the Europa League and that, that put them into the Champions League. Do you know what I mean? So they're, they're, they've got some some pedigree. So, I mean, and obviously, I don't think it's a secret that um, I, I follow West Ham here in mm. England. I used to used to be quite into that and avid supporter. Um and yeah, that, those guys lifted last season's Europa Conference League, you know. So there's some there's some big old clubs in there. But I think, as I said, with Hoyikor, you know, I think they can look at obviously the, the Scottish Premier League is a much more <laughs> I was gonna say well established, I don't know if that's the right thing to say, but it's you know, over history, I should say. Scotland has had clubs that have achieved in Europe, mm. you know, but um but I think Hoyikor can look at look at leagues like the Scottish Premier League and look at clubs like Aberdeen who they've been drawn in that group with and maybe sit themselves on a par with clubs like that. So I don't think it's I don't think there's too much to be upset about. They've had a go, they've made it to the group stage and that's to be honest with you, I think that for them, that season, group stage of a European competition, whichever one it may be, would have been the target. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And then maybe next season the target will be to qualify if they do come down into the conference league to qualify out of that. So it's all about building, isn't it, really? Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Okay, finally, let's have a look at the uh, the older, uh, maybe you can just hear now, the magic roundabout music for the mer- the managerial merry-go-round. <laughs> um, uh, because it's that time, it's that time of year and... There's been a lot of changes already. There were some announced part of the way through the season or towards the end of the season. Um, and there's some that have been announced yeah. that, that that they're going to be going. Um, I just thought it was worth noticing, noting now some of the some of the changes. So even Hoyiko, Tony Korkiakunus is leaving and will be replaced by Ferran Sibila. Has that happened, or is that happening at the end of this European campaign? I think it's happening. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Could be wrong. No, that's that's yeah. Well, that's that's what we exist for, isn't it? Is to ask questions <laughs> that we can't answer. That's again, it, yeah. again, Rich would know. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> but remember, if you're going to make make comments, keep them friendly. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um. At Ilves, uh, this was announced earlier. Tony Calio has has left and will be replaced by Jonas Rantanen, who's come from Gnistan. And yeah, I mean, they they yeah, were we, we, involved in the playoffs, weren't they, for, to come up to the Vakehouse we Liga? I mean, we we said about this last week or whenever it was the week before. You know, they've Nistan have announced or whoever's leaked the news have announced that this guy's off uh, on the eve of maybe Nistan's most historic game in their recent history. Yeah. It didn't do yeah. them any favours. No, it didn't. They got they got spanked 3-0, didn't they, by Mariaham. I think that man yeah. Tuko, Tuko uh, for Mariaham, he must have been playing for a contract again because he, he got yeah. an important goal, kept them in the Vakehouse yeah. Liga. He'll be there. Me, yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Rantanen goes goes into Ilves. Um, at Haka 
Dan Muldinio has left and has been replaced mm. by Andy Smith. Do you uh, yeah. do you know much about Andy Smith? No. No, me, me. I looked at looked a, a little at his um, at his playing career in kind of the the lower leagues in in England and also played in. Oh, he's not finished. Ireland. No, Andy, Andy Smith. Come on. <laughs> um, well, actually, do you know? Do you know? This is nothing to do with football. Um, but Satu has a has a friend who. Um, has the surname a Finnish family that has the surname Smith, because there way back go. when the granddad emigrated to America, I think he had reason to need to change his name, so he chose Smith, and then brought it back when he came back. And came back. I, I don't know the details, so I wouldn't like to speculate. But they are the Smith, swiftly. They're on. the Finnish Smiths. There you go. <laughs> um, at Olu, uh, Ricardo Duarte is out. Uh, I believe that. Thomas uh, Silvenoinen is uh, due to go move in there, but Rich said that has not yet been announced, unless we've just announced it. I don't know. Yeah, I can't believe we we know anything before anyone, especially not us two. Yeah. <laughs> um, Core Joaquin Gomez has left. Um, he yeah. had signed a, an extension to the contract, um, but he's gone to dip his finger in the gravy train that is Saudi Arabian. Yes football in the second division he's taken Robbie Fowler's the well actually Michelle has taken over Robbie Fowler's job and Joaquin's gone in there as part of the the coaching team there in uh in the Saudi second division um th- this is breaking news listener Inter have announced that Yarko Viss will be leaving um that that is on the Bakehouse Liga website as of this evening or this afternoon the yep. 6th of November um, which is interesting because I think he was expected to. I mean, he's a respected manager, and I think he's a decent manager, mm. and had a good time at Ilves. But it just didn't work for him this year at Inter. They really no. struggled and finished in sixth place, and yeah, very meh kind of going year going through going through a bit of a transition. I think it's fair to say, bit of a rebuild. Lost a couple of legends in recent times and yeah a lot of um, lot of work to be done at Inter maybe we should get our friend the Armada Turku fan club yeah. back on the show um and see what and see what he thinks um Indeed. maybe mid season maybe close season try and get a few fans from other clubs to come in and talk about what's that's happening yeah, at their we, club we, we've spoke about that before haven't we but that's definitely something we're going to we're going to um, look into and get get a bit more of um yeah, fans from each Bakehouse Liga club and beyond. If, yeah. Um, yeah. So if uh, if you're listening and you, you want to come onto the podcast and tell us about your club, give us a shout. Yeah, absolutely. A couple more managerial transfers before we we wind up. Maddingham, Jimmy Warg is out. He's going to he's moving to become the managing director of the club apparently, um, but there's not yet uh, a replacement being announced. And also Cortepe, poor Cortepe, who, who slipped all the way down from mid-table to through the trapdoor. Uh, Juha Malinen is leaving there, and I haven't seen an announcement for a replacement as of yet. Anything to add? Okay, okay. No, I don't think so. I mean, we'll, if there's any more news, or if the merry-go-round keeps keeps going, we'll we'll bring it to you as and when. But yeah, I think you've summarised that very well, my old mate. Yeah, and well, we we will be back soon because the football doesn't we stop will. until in <laughs> until we get to, into December. Um, coming up soon are more Euro qualifiers for the Hawkeyat, mm-hmm. and if this I'm off to San Marino in a couple of weeks. Are you going away again? I didn't realise that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, then you know better than better than me right now what games are, are coming up. Yeah, so we've got. Oh, well, I know we've got some. <laughs> that's that's the final final game of the season. That one, isn't it? Yeah, um, that's the last game. That's the last game. And yeah. and it's yeah, Northern Ireland, of course. So seventeenth of seventeenth of November. That's the end of next week. Oh man, alive! Can't keep up with this. <laughs> uh, the end of next week, Friday seventeenth. Finland versus uh, Northern, Northern Ireland. Ireland. 
in in Helsinki. In Helsinki. And then uh, the 20th is at the Tuesday. Uh, San Marino, Finland in San Marino with Keke. There. We'll have to see if we can get in the next few days, see if we can get a fan from each of those. I think the San Marino fan club is quite active on social media. And uh, yep. you know, maybe we should try and try and reach out to them. And then also see if you can meet him in person over there, like you did with our with our friend from uh, Slovenia. Slovenia, yeah. yeah, sounds good. All right, but I reckon Keke, that's probably about the right time to about, about the right place to wind it up. I've just got I've just got one more point I want to make. Sorry, mate, before we say oh, goodbye, cool. if, if if you will indulge me. Um, obviously, we we chatted on about Helmerit and how well they played. Um, but yeah, those of those of the listeners who listen to our preview shows will remember that we mentioned a couple of players who have not quite made these squads or have been in and around the international scene, but have maybe slipped off the radar for whatever reason. And I just wanted to give a big shout out to Yenu Danielson, who scored at the weekend in the Damalsvenskan for KIF Örebe. Örebe, uh, forgive my Swedish pronunciation. But yeah, so um, to... Uh, preserve their their position in in the top tier of Swedish women's football next season so yeah she um she was uh, quite emotional about that it's been a bit of a bit of a road through she had a couple of injuries at Rangers and um, scored a few goals at Rangers so did well but obviously left them after a year or so made it back to Sweden and yeah popped up with a goal and uh, secured Urubo's all damn all Svenskan status for next year so well done Yenu very good okay Listener, thanks for listening. Keke, thanks for being here. And until the next episode of the Finnish Football Show, goodbye. You've been listening to the Finnish Football Show. You can find us online at finnishfootballshow.com. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening or watching. You can follow the Finnish Football Show page and group on Facebook and also on Instagram. See the links in the episode description. You can also connect with the five hosts on Twitter at Explore Finland, at FC Sormi, at Escape to Sormi, at Kekemulari, and at Mano99. Links to the Finnish Football Show merch stores are also in the episode description. <laughs>